Well, good morning, everybody. So this past Thursday, I got to go and uh, drive out to Milwaukee and spend a couple of days with my family. So we had a big party in Chicago yesterday, and I saw a family that I have not seen since 2019. And I will say that it really filled my soul to be around the people who loved me because it reminded me where I belong the most. And so as I was driving back in my long drive yesterday, I was thinking about today's message, and I thought, how would you describe yourself? Where do you think you belong the most? So when people ask me about who I am, if we're in a conversation, it always somehow comes back to the fact that I'm a pastor and I'm a mom. And I think it's because those are two things that I cherish the most, where I feel like I have the deepest sense of belonging. But what about you? See, this need for belonging, it's a fundamental need. We were literally wired this way. This is how God created us. And there was a study done at MIT that showed the same region of our brain where we crave food is also the region of our brain where we interact with other people, where we have this need for belonging. And where we lack social interaction actually activates the same part of the brain of physical pain. It really shows how we're wired. And the University of Michigan did a study, and it showed that people who did not have a sense of belonging had a higher incident rate of depression. Even over those people who felt lonely or who didn't have a social support network, the people who were lacking a connection, a, a sense of belonging, were more depressed than others. So when we think of it that way, I, I want you to imagine a time when you just withdrew when you pulled yourself away, like maybe a situation was feeling a certain way, and my family, we say we just put up those walls, and you kind of climb into your safe cocoon. Well, the research supports the reasons we do that is because we are not feeling like we belong. So we try to create our own safe space where we can belong. But the irony is what we're doing is we're being more isolated when what we really need is to have a sense of belonging. So this sense of belonging is crucial to our life. It literally is part of our happiness. It's part of our life satisfaction, our mental and physical health, even our longevity. And when you realize that importance, you know it's because it gives us a sense of purpose and meaning. So in 1943, Abraham Maslow created the Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs. And in this, he put belonging and love as a really critical part of our human development. And when I studied this in college, I remember this, like this was something that really struck me. And this belongingness, which is actually a word, has nothing to do with how many friends you have. You're going to be friends with all the people in the land, and that is not part of it. What creates a sense of belonging is this deep connection of shared valued, values and shared core beliefs with another person, which in turn gives you that sense of purpose and meaning. And the cool part is Jesus got it. Jesus understood that we needed a sense of belonging. So the church was formed. And not because we as human beings thought, eh, it's a good chance for me to hang out with my buddies. It was a God-driven thing that we were going to come together to share experiences, to share core beliefs, to share common love, or as uh, Paul said in the book of Philippians, to share like minds, like love. When we come together and we gather and we share this, we have that sense of purpose and meaning. And for some of you, you haven't even walked into these walls in 16 months. 
those of you gathered here, you're part of a collective energy when you're in person. Those of us online, we have to be careful. We've made church very convenient, but we've eliminated this belonging to a larger group. Belonging to a group of people who have shared beliefs or core values. And the truth is, I need to remind you that when the church was created, it wasn't to build pillars and big buildings. We are the church. The purpose of the church is for the body of Christ to come together because it's a human need to do this. So our gospel today is talking about who God calls. And God calls ordinary people onto this extraordinary mission. So when we look at how God went to Simon, Simon was the least bit extraordinary. In fact, Simon and his fishing partners were pretty darn normal. And they just sort of were simple fishermen going through their day, minding their own business, cleaning up their nets after a pretty bad, discouraging work day. And all of a sudden, Jesus enters the scene. And not only does he enter the scene, he kind of flips upside down their mundane lives. And everything changes. See, when he called Simon Peter and his partners, he called them just as they were. He didn't ask him to do anything special. Peter was well aware of his unworthiness. Peter was kind of a spitfire. He was well aware of his unworthiness. And Jesus didn't say, listen, you go get your act together, write up a resume, I'll interview you to see if you qualify. He didn't do any of that. Jesus entered the scene, told him not to be afraid, and said, now you're going to be on this new mission to catch people, not fish. He invited him even more so into a community of disciples, a place where he truly belonged. See, Jesus' mission doesn't wait until we're ready. Because if that were the case, nothing would ever get done. Because none of us would ever feel like we are qualified for this big, ginormous task. And this is where, in this gospel, we're learning that the world is too broken. Like, this gospel is so important to share because there's an urgency to it. We are called right now, right here, in spite of our frailties, in spite of any failures and doubts. Right in the midst of our ordinary life, you and I are called to go on to this mission to catch others just as we were caught with that deep net of God's mercy and God's love. And we can only believe that God desires for these nets to be overflowing, these boats to be so full of new people who are coming to love him as he has loved us first. The beautiful thing is God invites each of us, just as we are, to be part of that diverse, welcoming community of family where we all belong. And Jesus handpicked those fishermen that day long, long ago. And today he still handpicks you and I. And I love this because Jesus didn't wait for us to get better, to us to be different. Jesus loved us just how we were, just how we are. We don't need to change to be there. And even in our brokenness, Jesus tells us that we're worthy. So I was asked this week if I would go and pray with this um, woman who is dying. She's 89. And her daughter said to me, Pastor Vicki, I really hope you can get through to her. In 89 years of life, she's never felt worthy to pray. And it really got me thinking, how often can Pastor Jim and I stand up here and tell each of you how loved you are, how perfectly imperfect you are, that God loves you regardless? And do you actually believe that? 
Will you wait 89 years to hear those words that you are worthy? So we need to stop walking through life looking for this confirmation. Let me, let me put it this way. Brene Brown has this beautiful quote, and I want you to hear it. If I get to be me, I belong. If I have to be like you, I fit in. If I get to be me, I belong. If I have to be like you, I fit in. See, when we're called to come together to be of like mind, it doesn't mean we have to become the same person. How horribly boring would that be? God wants diversity. God wants uniqueness. God wants us to be just as we are. That's what makes us a beautiful family. We all need that weird uncle out there, don't we? Maybe it's you. And we all get to fit into this beautiful family, and all it requires is us to be a little bit vulnerable, to be a bit uncomfortable, to be our true, authentic self. We never need to sacrifice who God created us to be, to belong. But we often go through life convinced that we don't belong. And we scour the faces of people. We're looking for affirmation. We were looking for ways for people to, to confirm exactly that. Nope, you don't belong. But what I'm going to encourage you to do is stop looking for evidence that you're an outsider. If you look for it, you're going to find it. Change your mindset. Go through life actually feeling like you belong right where you are. Because the beautiful thing is Jesus came into this world knowing you just as you are, still thought you were worth it, went to the cross and died a sinner's death, rose from the dead, ascended to make a beautiful home for you for all of eternity because Jesus thinks you matter. And as a member of God's family, it means we're all interconnected by a power greater than us. And the beautiful thing is this connection to this higher power and to one another is actually rooted in God's love, God's compassion. And when we realize that, this, we're reminded that we're never alone in the way we think and feel if we're part of something greater than us. We have this need to be heard and to be seen, to feel this sense of belonging. And so through our faith, we know that if we look into another person's eyes, we can actually see Jesus. When you look deeply into another person's eyes, you will feel love. God is love. Every person I encountered this weekend with my family, when I looked at them, I knew I was loved. I knew I was part of something bigger than me. We are a collective family across the entire globe. If this pandemic didn't prove that, what will? We were all impacted together, and we are all connected by something bigger than us, this divine love that is rooted within us. So you need to look into each other's eyes and see the face of Christ looking back, and then you can be confident knowing that you are chosen, that you truly are a part of this amazing sacred family. Because, friends, you can run and you can hide, but there's literally nothing that can ever separate you from that love. Nothing. And when you feel like there's no place that you belong, you just got to remember that Jesus already chose you. Regardless of what other people think, he knows you're broken. Heck, we're all broken. That's why we need a Savior. But we also know that you'll always have a seat at that great banquet table. 
because you are loved, you matter, and you belong. So as we pray today, I want you to just look down at the heart region of your body and invite the Holy God to come and take residence, to to make your heart God's palace so that there's so much love within you that it just overflows to other people, which will allow you to reach out and to catch people for Jesus. So I invite you to center yourself and recognize that this is how things change when we change our hearts. Let's pray. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Son of God, have mercy on us. Son of God, have mercy on us. Son of God, have mercy on us. You ask us to follow you. You tell us not to be afraid. So Lord, we invite you to fill us with your peace and the confidence that we need to know that you have called us to be your own, that we belong that nothing can separate us from that love. Thank you for choosing us. Thank you for loving us, Creator God. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Amen.